Paranorm podcast contains content that might not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Paranorm Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Paranorm, the podcast where we chat all things true crime and paranormal. I'm Emily. I'm Sierra. (laughs) I saw you. What? So I just said hi and Sierra reaches over real quick. (laughs) Reaches over real quick to turn down the volume. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Oh my god, well, how are you? I mean, my, my hearing is already bad, so <laughs> I can't imagine what it's going to be like after we've done this for 10 years. Like, <laughs> oh my god, don't say that. <laughs> what? Don't say we're going to be doing this for 10 years. That scares me. <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, we're already at one and a half, so. One and a half what? Years. Oh my god. Why would you tell me that? <laughs> What? It's a lot. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh God! All right. Um. Anyway, um, <laughs> did you ask a question? <laughs> I said, "How are you?" Oh. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> it's Friday. And it is Friday. I don't have to go to work tomorrow. You don't. And next week we have a day off and a test day. So. And what other thing is magical about today? Max. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have the Mag baby with us. She is shoved behind me in the couch. Mm-hmm. Um, we're having a really it's great. about par for the course, that's, though. That's basically how it goes. Yeah. She just shoves her head down and behind the couch slash behind my back, and her nose is very cold and very wet. Um, but, yeah, I feel like it's been a good day. I had a job interview today. That went well, I believe. Um, I Seems moved, so. Yeah, I moved up to the next step, so mm-hmm. there's that. Um, that's good. I now have an offer to deal with, so yeah. yay, working from home. Um like this slash working slash working uh for someone that's organized yeah maybe consistent (laughs) maybe what never heard of her yeah Uh, (laughs) um but yeah no it's been a pretty good week um we're going to the renaissance festival on sunday um me and my partner are and i'm pretty excited about that because i fucking love the renaissance festival yeah um i know you have never been no the what i have i've been to is uh medieval times uh, that's the place where we have the food and they do the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I have been to that in Florida. I've been to that in Atlanta. And, but I was, what I was going to say was the, it's called the Feast of the Hunter's Moon. Mm, I've never been to that. It's in the fall mm-hmm. and it's, um, this, like, in Indiana. Oh, okay. I'm sure there are others, but the one that I've been to is in Indiana. It's more, like, um, based around, like, indigenous people culture. Oh, that's cool. So... That sounds, excuse me, that sounds very interesting. Yeah. So it's um, kind of like Renaissance where it has like crafts and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Yeah. It's just from a different time period, different culture. Yeah. That's very interesting. I, I feel like that would be cool to go to. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I used to go to the Renaissance Festival every year when I was little. My dad would take us. Yeah. Um, I haven't been in a hot minute, so it should be definitely interesting. Um, I think so. Yeah. And then we are going to the Christmas show mm-hmm. um, coming up. The Christmas show is probably one of my favorite things to do just because it's basically, it's called the Southern Christmas show and it is basically just like a whole bunch of shopping mm-hmm. um, and like crafts, clothing, food. Like pretty much anything. Pretty some, much anything. Like they some have... of it is handmade, some of it's not, some of it's just like resale. Mm-hmm. Um, there's wine, there's beer. I mean, what more? There's um, cinnamon covered cashews. Mm-hmm. Like. I dream about those sometimes. <laughs> those are honestly the best cashews. Like, yours is not, like, chestnuts resting on an open yeah, fire. No, no, it's know. cashews. Cashews. Those those things are the best thing ever. Um, but, yeah, no. So, I'm pretty excited for this upcoming week. It'll, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. I'm finally done with my workers' comp stuff. So, Yay. life is going. Yes. Um, you have a Thanksgiving break coming up. So, there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep telling Sierra she just needs to quit and run away. <laughs> um, I fully support it. Let's just sell off all of our shit and leave. Um, we need to start doing that anyway. Selling all of our shit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, we do. Because um, we're moving. Yay. So excited. All right. So this week we are talking about voodoo priestess Clementine Barnabet. Nice. Uh, yes. Who was <laughs> in the coloring book you got me. Oh, nice. Um, which is so funny because my mom reminded me mm-hmm. of her, um, but not like, she and I were talking about voodoo and hoodoo, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, I feel like there's something interesting in my brain, so I Googled it, mm-hmm. and she popped up, and I was like, why does this name sound so fucking familiar uh, right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I looked at my coloring book, and it was like the third picture I cut. Oh, colored, nice. Which is why my coloring book's out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, she is an interesting lady. Yeah. Um, she did some fucked up shit. You ready mm-hmm. to hear about it? Yes. Okay. So, before we go any further about this this fucked up lady, um, let me just explain the difference between the two, voodoo and hoodoo. Um, Now, voodoo as a religion is an organized institution with established practices like religious representatives or leaders, uh, teachings and religious services or rituals. Hoodoo as folk magic uh, lacks Mm. this foundation and organization. Okay. Um, voodoo invokes the power of eos, eos, I'm, yeah, it's spelled I-O-A-S, um, so I'm so sorry if I'm butchering it, um, yeah, I'm not sure either, I was not sure, I tried to do, like, the, like, uh, pronunciation of it, Mm -hmm. and there was, like, four different ways to pronounce it, and I was just like, (laughs) yeah, okay, um, let me just butcher it instead, (laughs) um, which is, in the African gods and deities. However, hoodoo practitioners invoke the um, word that I cannot pronounce uh, by using Catholic saints. Hmm. Um, yes. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Voodoo is practiced by non-Roman Catholics, while hoodoo's practitioners are often Roman Catholics who use both African concept of gods and the religious saints of Catholic, uh, Catholicism. Wow, I did not... I didn't either. I did not think that's where that was going, but that's interesting. It was so fucking interesting to learn. Hoodoo practitioners are also followers of spiritualism, which I know we've touched on a little bit. Um, The specific term is ascribed to a voodoo practitioner um, is a voodoo song. Um, 
while hoodoo practitioners are often referred to as root doctors or healers. Mm. Um, now, obviously, there are more differences. Uh, these are just like a broad... Right, and I'm sure everybody has kind of their own definition yeah, of yeah, what yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, 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 most definitely. Um, so, on to Clementine okay. uh, Barnabé. She was born in 1894 in St. Martinville, Louisiana, mm. uh, to Nina Porter and Raymond Barnabé. Her father was reportedly a petty thief and a sharecropper with a violent tipper who was unfaithful to his wife. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Reportedly abusive to his wife and his entire family, which also included a son named Zephyrin, which I really like that name. Yeah. My mom, one of the characters in my mom's book is Zephyr. Zephyr? Mm-hmm. That's so cute. I love that. Um, so they moved to Lafayette, Louisiana in 1909 and uh, reportedly lived in like a run-down part mm-hmm. of town. Um, the family was also rumored to be involved with a local cult known as the Church of Sacrifice. Um, according, <laughs> yeah. according to serial killing host Alyssa Carroll, quote, an equal opportunity quote, uh, oh, cult, not uh, quote. Not, nice. You know um i've had a good amount of moonshine okay (laughs) so if the accent is thicker and the words are being messed up i'm having a great time is all we need to know okay um what were we talking okay cult yes equal opportunity cult sierra which is what ours will be will be okay everybody is shit (laughs) (laughs) oh Okay. <laughs> oh God! Don't doesn't that make everybody want to join our cult? Mm. Um, bad people, so it makes them feel better. If they're already like shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like okay, then maybe maybe everybody's not shit. Maybe they're just all like mediocre, because because like we're mediocre compared to Maggie. Red strawberries that don't have any flavor. Those were really bad. The ones that we bit into and there was like nothing. Oh yeah. Oh god, that was like they so were bad. red, but like were they supposed to be red? Because they were definitely not supposed to be red. Like what? Where did you get those? Do you remember? Probably food line. Mm. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so the reason it was an equal opportunity cult mm-hmm. was it had an equal number of male and female members. The group's supposed core belief was that it was possible to obtain riches and other possessions via human sacrifice. Mm. Um, real okay. cute founding founding concept. Yeah. Ten out of ten would recommend. Uh, so Clement, but you never do that <laughs> <laughs> for legal reasons. This is a joke. <laughs> I know you don't know, but that's a meme. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Someone's laughing really hard about my joke right now, okay? As long as somebody gets it, it's fine. It's, it's Emily. Anyway, okay. Clementine. Yes. Was rumored to have become a leader within the cult at the age of 17. Wow. Uh-huh. According to The Strange Case of Clementine Barnabé, a paper written by Dr. Vance McLaughlin uh, presented the 2012 Homicide Research Working Group Annual Symposium. Wow. It's a, it's a title, okay? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Between 1911 and 1912, quote, in towns along the Southern Pacific Railroad line running through Louisiana and Texas. 
She's cracking up about something. I'm not really sure what it is yet, but <laughs> hopefully she'll get to it. You're just saying wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know I'm hilarious, but I don't think it's that hilarious. <laughs> Mm. Wow. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. Yes, you did. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm trying really hard. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry to everyone listening to this and having to turn down the radio. Um, anyway, a minimum of 12 African American families were murdered in their homes. So wow. Really serious. <laughs> Got really dark. <laughs> really quick. I can do this. Like, uh, over what amount of time? From 1911 to 1912. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know if that was... Okay. That was. That okay. was. Um, so, it's a little muddy. There's reportedly, like, two firsts were linked to these murders. Okay. Now, one is dated in 1909, mm-hmm. and it was the ma- the murder of a woman named Edna Ope Lewis um, and her three children who were murdered in Rain, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. There was also another one that they say was the first, um, in 1911 was that of Walter J. uh, Byers, his wife and their child who lived in Crowley, Louisiana. Okay. Um, it was determined that someone had come through the window and killed the family as they slept and there were no other clues available. Okay. For the one in Crowley. Mm -hmm. Um, the one in rain, there's not really any details, just that they were murdered in their beds. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so three weeks after the 1911 one. Okay. Yeah. Um, and 30 miles away in Lafayette, a killer took the lives of Alexander Mimi Jokchim and Agnes Andrus. Once again, the family was murdered in their sleep. Mm -hmm. Uh, but this time the murder weapon and axe was discovered on the floor. Mm. Um, The Lafayette advertiser ran a front-page story about the murders, noting its similarity to the murders of the um, Opluesses Mm -hmm. of the same consistency with the Byers murders as well, and wondering if the crimes, quote, so alike were the work of the same terrible monster. Right. Um, So according to McLaughlin, Raymond Barnabé was arrested for the Andrus murders, but released two days later due to lack of evidence. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, now a month later, Alfred and Elizabeth Cassaway were murdered along with their three children in a similar manner, uh, to the previous slain families. Okay. Question for everybody. So Sierra and I are sitting here trying to move our eyebrows up and down. Um, I have gotten Botox for my migraines. So like it's slowly coming off because I'm no longer getting Botox for the migraines anymore. Um, so like it's slowly coming back to where I can move my eyebrows mm-hmm. up and down. Um, but I used to be able to do one eyebrow at a time oh, okay. and lift one up and then keep mm-hmm. push one down. How many of you guys can do that? You said you can't do that. I correct? Cannot. No, I can wink one eye at a time. Yeah, I can wink one eye at a time. I can also shake my eyes, mm. um, which is one of my favorite things to do. And then, um, I can curl my tongue. Can you curl your tongue? Like... Yeah, but can you do the... the uh-huh. Yeah, I can't do that Can one. you... Uh, the wiggly one is I what she was just referring to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I call it an upside-down ghost because that's what it looks like. Um, and then I can move my ears. Yeah, no. So... I can't do all this. And then things. I can fl- flare my nostrils on cue. Can you flare your nostrils on cue? Uh, I think I... I think... No. 
No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, am we're I way doing, off topic, like, but it's fine. Like, am I doing it? I don't know. Are you trying? <laughs> Can you move your ears? No. No. <laughs> I don't even think I have muscles there. <laughs> like, what? Oh, my God. Okay, let's get back to this terrible, terribleness, okay? But we had to take a break. We had to take a break. Um, This is we supposed to be like a comedy five, five podcast. Five mur- families murdered, so we had to get, take a With break. With small children involved. Right. Like, uh, rude. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Um, anyway, so they started, why can't I say that word? Because I've had a lot of moonshine. Suspecting. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay. Suspecting and investigating Raymond Barnabé once again. Okay. Why are they stuck on this person? Because of the fact that it's the South and it is a black man that's already been convicted of doing some things. Mm -hmm. And they're like... Hmm, he looks He's our favorite criminal. And like people talk, you know, people talk yeah. a lot. Um, so it's it's just again, it's the South. People are gonna gossip. Mm. Um, and it's the South in nineteen eleven. Yeah. So according to the book Axes of Evil, the true story of the Axe Man murders, Barnabé was arrested again, this time based on evidence from a woman with whom he was having an affair named Diana. Diana reportedly to- told a friend, quote, some frightening things about the axe murders. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that led the friend to believe that Barnabé was the murderer. The friend passed this information on to the police, which led to Barnabé's arrest. Okay. Um, both Raymond Barnabé and Diana denied the friend's story, mm-hmm. frustrating the officers, okay, and leading them to question Raymond's, by then, estranged wife, Nina, and children, Clementine and Zephyrin. Oh. Uh-huh. This is where it gets really, really, really messy. You ready? All right, let's go. Okay, because you know I'm all about the messy family drama. I'm buckled in. Okay, so... Um, all three, quote, had no anxiety about implicating Raymond as the axe man. Okay. Um, during Raymond's trial, because he goes on trial. Um, oh, in, they get all the way there. Mm-hmm. In October of 1911, he didn't take the stand per McLaughlin. Uh, he, quote, sat dejectedly behind the defense table muttering goodbye and mot foutu, um, which is I'm gone, loud enough for the jury to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Clementine Barnabé took the stand to testify against her father, uh, per McLaughlin, she swore, quote, that he arrived home the night of the Andrus murders with his blue shirt covered in blood and brains. She said her father bragged that he had killed a whole family that night and told Clementine to wash the blood out of his clothes, which she did, end quote. Zephyrin backed up his sister's story. Nina denied seeing any bloody clothes, but testified that Raymond had threatened to kill her a month before. Um, Raymond was found guilty and sentenced to death by hanging. Um, mm -hmm. As Raymond sat in jail, however, another horrific murder took place in Lafayette, Louisiana. On November 26, 1911, Norbert Randall was shot in the head and killed while his wife and three children were attacked and killed with an axe. Um, Lafayette Parish Sheriff Louis Lacoste had become suspicious of Clementine and Zephyrin due to their bad reputations and their neighbors describing them as, quote, filthy, shifty, and degenerate. I mean, 
what more could you want to be described as? <laughs> I mean, I get excited when I'm known as the family disgrace. Mm. So, um, he arrested them both. Uh, authorities searched the Barnabas home and found, quote, a complete suit of women's clothes in uh, Clementine's room, mm-hmm. saturated with blood and covered in human brains. Hmm. Mm-hmm. As, like, I would think that would start to stink. Oh, you most definitely know it would start to stink. Um, as well as blood on the door latch. Zephyrin had an alibi for the night of the Randall murder, uh, murders. Clementine did not. And she was taken to jail. As both Raymond and Clem- Clementine sat behind bars, the axe murders continued. Wow. Mm-hmm. In January of 1912, three more families were murdered. In the instance of Felix Broussard and his wife, as well as their three children, the killers left messages on the wa- uh, the wall of the home, including one signed by, quote, Human Five. This led the media to nickname uh, them the Human Five Gang, as well as the ongoing story that the murders were connected to the practice of voodoo. The El Paso Herald ran a front-page story emblazoned with lurid pictures in the title, quote, Voodoo horrors break out again. The ongoing emphasis on voodoo, as well as the fact that uh, rumors were swirling that Clementine was the leader of some kind of cult named the Church of Sacrifice, kept the already terrifying axe murders at the forefront of the news cycle, as well as the general public's psyche. Right. I mean, because, like, hell, if that was going on today, you can bet your ass I would be following that. Mm-hmm. I would have fucking Google alerts set for that shit. Yeah. Um, so on April 5th, 1912, Clementine Barnabé made a, quote, full confession admitting to 17 murders. Uh, she also claimed that she had bought a voodoo charm meant to protect her while committing her crimes and that she and her accomplices drew lots to see who would commit the murders. Mm. Uh, her story was inconsistent and all over the place. Not only has she had already implicated her father in the crimes, but when she was named, uh, but when she named her accomplices, they were nowhere to be found. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite suspicions as to the verity of her story, authorities filed charges against Clementine on April 14th, 1912. Uh, she later went on to admit to a total of 35 murders. But, like, is she saying that she specifically did them? Or, like, she and then other, like, her accomplices? All that. Okay. Um, despite Clementine Barnabé retelling her story with differing details that make it hard to know the truth, um, and the ums- unstan- ums- unsubstantiated unsubstantiated mm-hmm. unsubstantiated claims uh, and rumors about the probably non-existent Church of Sacrifice and Voodoo Sacrifices, she stood trial. Uh, her attorneys attempted to defend her by reason of insanity, but she was declared guilty and sentenced to life at Louisiana pen- uh, Penitentiary. She was like known as the first ever African-American woman serial killer. Mm-hmm. It's like her title. Yeah, it's debated right um she was just 19 years old uh clementine unsuccessfully attempted to skate escape from Mm. prison on july 31st 1913 uh, but was otherwise considered a model prisoner according to a report from the prison clementine received a procedure that was have said to have restored her to a normal condition um that sounds likely 
sounds likely and it mm. sounds uh it's it's uh contested slash debated on what kind of procedure they performed because mm-hmm. uh, lobotomies weren't like widely practiced until the 20s okay um but i mean it's still very likely that that's what they were performed or some sort or of some sort like of that. method like that um did i show you the video on how lobotomies are performed or did i watch that by myself I think you watched it by yourself, but you've told me about that okay, before. Okay, it's really fucking disturbing. Mm-hmm. So she was released after serving only 10 years, and um, little is known about her later life. Furthermore, no one else was charged or punished for the other axe murders that happened while she was behind bars. Wow. Um, making it unclear if she had any accomplices, particularly since many of the murders happened while both she and her father were behind mm-hmm. bars. Um, history professor Dr. Jeff Anderson told Mental Floss that either Clementine or, quote, someone in her house performed the majority of the murders. But due to her constantly changing stories, he doubted that she totally committed all of the murders that she said she had did. Um, literally after her release, she just fucking disappears. Like, li- they have no idea yeah. where she went. Um, well, I mean, who knows what happened to her while she was in yeah, exactly. the penitentiary. So, exactly. like, exactly. And that is my case. That's insane, isn't it? Basically, in the end, nobody knows anything about nothing. Basically, they don't actually know who did it. It could be like a bunch of people, or maybe it was only Zephyr. Who knows? Yeah, Zephyrin. Zephyrin. I don't, I don't know. know. That's insane. Yeah. I wonder, like. Did she just take the blame? Like, if she hadn't done it. Or maybe she did some of them. But for her, for the cult? like Cult? Maybe cult? Like, did it actually exist? Yeah, no one really knows. That sounds very convoluted, the whole it, thing. The whole thing is very convoluted. It's weird. Well, I guess it's not really weird. That society would give someone a title that's not really theirs. But... Yeah. I mean, it's not that weird. Yeah. No, it's not. And how many people do you think were, like copycats too since it was so oh, big oh yeah i didn't think about that like 30 miles that's a that's quite of a track well and just like since it was so big and so widely known about like they could have just anybody in that area could have just done that yeah. in that way so that you know if they were already gonna kill the people they could have just done it that way and uh-huh i didn't think about that huh. all right well yeah but well i guess other than the cult the cult was the whole Hoodoo. Was it she hoodoo or voodoo? Voodoo. Voodoo. Okay. So the whole the cult was the voodoo thing. But she might not have even been voodoo. Like we don't right. actually know if the Church of Sacrifice was a thing. Yeah. Like it might have just been rumors. Because it was Louisiana. Mm. We didn't have pizza back then. No. Y'all, we have tried so much pizza. Holy shit. We're going to have to do it all over again when we move. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. All right. I'm not complaining. I fucking love pizza. <laughs> so good. You know what I really could go for right now, though? What? Some jalapeno Cheetos. Mm. I haven't had those in a hot minute. She did... Sierra did bring me some croutons because <laughs> croutons are... This is so weird. Croutons are, like, my favorite snack right now. Just, like... Good old butter garlic croutons. And the ones that we've been getting from our favorite grocery store, Food Lion, are, like, cubes. Yeah. They're massive. Yeah, like, they're, like, one-inch cubes. They're or massive. at least, like, three-quarters. They're fucking large and in charge. Yeah. Um. Anyway, 
enough about croutons <laughs> and how delicious they are. Sierra, would you like to plug all the things? Actually, not would you like, because I know you don't like to. <laughs> Fucking plug all of the things, Sierra. <laughs> all right, people of the internet. <laughs> of the interwebs? Yeah. Oh, my God. No way. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, um, if you guys haven't followed us on Facebook or Instagram or both, please go do so so you can stay up to date on all things Paranorm. And um, you can find our posts about our episodes. Uh, sometimes we post little updates about what we're doing. Went to a hockey game the other week. Oh, my God, we did. That was fun. I forgot about that. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't fun. I fucking hated it. Yeah, you did hate it. But <laughs> it was fun for, like, five minutes. And for, then... like, the first five minutes, and then we sat down, and I realized what was happening, and I was like, oh, I hate this. Yeah. So we went to it. Let, let's just touch on this before okay. you continue. So we went to a Maple Leafs, which is our boys. Mm-hmm. Um, we love them, especially number 24, um, <laughs> because he just fucking, like, people yeah he really did that's he just literally just (laughs) full-on clobbered this motherfucker (laughs) so they were playing the uh carolina hurricanes oh god and um for all of you non-hockey fans out there um the hurricanes have this wonderful you hear the dripping sarcasm please um thing when they score a goal Mm -hmm. um they play a hurricane siren. Mm-hmm. Anybody from the South knows what a hurricane siren sounds like. It is very loud and very obnoxious. Yeah. And um, turns out I don't like sports people. My partner <laughs> is one. Um, there was a lot of yelling. Oh, my God. There was so much yelling. Yeah. And um, there was multiple times they were like, let's go. And then they would say whatever. And I would say home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I would just look at Sierra and they'd go, let's go. And I'd go home. (laughs) And then my partner would go, okay. And I'm like, see, he agreed. (laughs) Let's go home. (laughs) Um, So it turns out I am not a, a sports going fan. Mm-hmm. I will watch at home on my couch with a lot of snacks. Yeah. And that's about it, y'all. Anyway. Anyway. That's all I have. Yeah. Okay. I don't like the sports. <laughs> Anyways, so there's that. There was, y'all. <laughs> oh, my God, there was. Um. So what else do you got? Oh, check out our website if you would like to contest contact us you can do so through our website um if you're not into social media which is totally fine god Um, i wish i didn't have to have pizza uh, not pizza (laughs) (laughs) i wish i didn't have to have social media (laughs) um not pizza pizza sounds good we should get some garlic knots we just had garlic knots so anyway (laughs) um you can contact us through our website it's uh, paranormpodcast.com. We post um, on the blog there. We post all the information about our episodes and our sources and all that is on there. But there's like a little contact us part too. There so is. So you can type us a little message in there. And I feel like we're woman-splaining how websites work. 
okay, well, whatever. Just go to the website and contact us. Y- you know the things, all right? Figure it the fuck out. You can do it. I believe in you. Um, mm, Emily sure. is debatable, but <laughs> I know you can do it. If you can't, all right, if you're like, what the heck, this makes no sense, you can send us an email, paranormpodcast at gmail.com, and sometimes that's easier. Um, but Maybe. if you're if you're still not into email, <gasps> you can send us <coughs> mail by the USPS. Oh my god! Or no. UPS. I mean, I don't really care. Or FedEx. <laughs> or FedEx. Or laser ship. I pulled a <laughs> I pulled a gun on the laser ship people. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend them. Um, so you can send it to Paranormal Podcast PO Box one four one six. Monroe, North Carolina, 28111. Ooh. And, um, yeah, just put a stamp on there and give it to your mail person. <laughs> or put it in your mailbox. Or give it to an owl. I don't know. I, fucking falcon. I don't know, man. Oh, yeah. How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. All right. Well, we would like to hear from you. Let us know um, if, how you are doing. And... <laughs> And I don't know. What do people talk about? <laughs> what do we... We talk about really interesting stuff. I mean, we were talking about our love languages earlier. Mm. Um, Sierra's top one is physical touch. Mine is... What did we decide mine was? Time. Oh, time spent. Yeah. Um, which is... Which makes sense. I was reading an article that... And I don't know if this is bullshit or not. Right. But I was reading an article that's, that was talking about how uh, people's love languages are most likely the um, thing that they lacked most as a child. Uh, which makes sense for me. I think it could make sense. I, yeah. I think, like, that's what you want most because you didn't have that. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I think yeah. that makes sense. It's definitely an, an intriguing concept. Yeah. Um, Maggie's dreaming. Aww. We have to go so we don't wake her. Goodbye. Goodbye.